Hello and welcome everybody back to another episode of Man on the Rocks. As always, I am your host Joe. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host Atlas. Hello, hello. This week, we've got a bit of a different topic. Uh, we've talked about windows a lot on this show. Uh, and not the kind that you're going to look through your through your house on and see who's creeping on you. No, the kind of windows in CDH where you need to know like when it's your time to shine. Uh, whether that's right or that's wrong. What that looks like. What that means for the table. For life. For everything. For you. For I. I'm not sure, but just come down and down. Get a drink with us. Would you would you consider the window to be like a fundamental aspect of CDH? Uh, I think it's probably I don't know if it's necessarily fundamental. I think it's something you're like fundamentally aware of on some level whenever you start mm -hmm. playing. But I don't know necessarily that it's like one of those core. It's not. It's not. It's not like core to one's understanding of the game like you can be a very good mm -hmm. player and not be able to describe what the window is for a deck gotcha that but it's okay. i think okay but like it's it's something that i would you say like a more like seasoned player is able it's it's more like feel of the game like flow right yeah it's it's something like it's something like flow or or just like that that mm -hmm. sense that sort of like you develop the longer you've played so more experienced players would be able to determine their windows better um and then i think that sort of leads into being able to articulate your window and what that looks mm -hmm. like how to assess that sort of like is it going to that's going to be another indicator of like a more veteran player or somebody who like thinks about the game a lot who thinks about their different the different decks and styles of play and stuff like that it's just that articulation it's just sort of like next level like if you've been teaching somebody you'll gain that mm -hmm. extra that extra little oomph because i think you can still be a very good player and not necessarily be able to articulate what the window is gotcha okay okay yeah i i feel like it's definitely like an easy it's an easy term to like just kind of like buzzword you know just because I, I i feel like it's, sure. it's, it's it's very descriptive in what it does like this is like your window of opportunity like that's the that's what window is short for is window of opportunity. Yeah. Like this is this is your time that if you want to try and put, you know, a win on the stack or like go for the win or make something happen, like here is here is your time frame that, you know, is probably gonna be your best bet, be it uh, you know, on assumption, reads, uh game knowledge, you know, uh stuff like that. Yeah, I think for sure. The the big ones the big identifiers that that uh i hear thrown around a lot are like oh my opponents are tapped out or um if you talk with somebody who's playing like a turbo list or something they'll try and t they'll talk about like trying to get in underneath the other like more mid-range or stack stacks uh a lot of times they're like okay my job is to go fast so i'm gonna go fast so i'm gonna do uh trying to summon my win before anyone else can get there and i think a lot of times that's probably that's probably like correct um but i think that the difference that you'll see between a really skilled player and um like a player who knows a lot about a deck like someone who who is someone who's pioneered like a list or a style and somebody who's like read a couple of primers they've played played some hours with the deck is that the person who has um put all of this time and energy into developing a strategy and a list um they've spent countless hours 
with like experiments and different brews and things like that of how to perfect their their deck is that that person will be able to identify okay this is where my window is and this is what my window looks like in game one in 90 percent of games but then those are also the people who will be able to say in the other like five or ten percent of games or whatever that though it, it like it looks like my window is open but i can tell from game sense or because like i'm looking at my board state and i can see like sort of generally what i'm up against that it it looks like my window's open but it's not i need to i need to wait a mm -hmm. little bit here to like hang out and i think that's most crucial when it comes to turbo players like that's a, a game sense that i think a lot of turbo players develop that a lot of other people who play stacks for example are not going to to hone in on as much just because the they don't they don't need to stacks stacks decks tend to win a little slower they win with less pressure because they're the ones exerting pressure on other people's resources on other people's time frames and uh somebody who who's playing turbo has to try and get in in that like turn one to three like window there's the term again um but the the stacks player doesn't necessarily get that same repetition and the same experience yeah it's especially for like those slower stacks of your builds you're you're waiting so long for your window to show up or like the stars align um and you're able to just get there i think like uh like rocco and heliod specifically are really good at like potentially being able to play to that turbo turbo style where like sometimes you just have like enough stacks to throw the player off and you have enough mana to like go heliod ballista activate on like turn three or like Rocco, Rocco yeah. lands like a Somberwald Sage or something, you know? Yeah, I think Rocco's a really good example of that, just because sometimes, sometimes they are doing nothing other than going land dork, land dork stacks piece, land stacks piece, stacks piece, sta and they're just, they're just playing yeah. that really specific like grind game. And other times they come out of the gate swinging where they're going, okay, well I ha I can make nine mana on turn two. Um, Let's go for it and uh they look around and they say all right yeah uh doesn't look like anyone's gonna have the interaction to stop like a rocco or whatever because everyone's tapped out there's no player with double blue or something open um and you can like sort of like try and feel out maybe if somebody has a force of will or maybe you have like one extra piece of interaction like a swat or something to stop to stop um uh, a deadly relic or like a dismember or something later and so you you go for it right but i think the really skilled the skilled players for that type of style like they can pivot if you're like if you're playing like a more turbo build of Rocco you'll look for your window but then also you'll be able to say okay it's it's not presenting itself so instead I have to work on closing other people's windows because I think that's a really distinctive distinctive aspect of the game as well is being able to identify other players windows and then work to close them or as make them as tight as possible as inconvenient for them to get to so that maybe other players don't definitely and i feel like that takes uh form in a lot of different shapes um i pull an example uh this last week i was in a pod and um uh the i was seat three yeah i was seat three um, the person to my immediate left and the person to their left were both set up uh, to win on their turn, essentially. Like, they had, like, pieces that they were representing. And I'm just like, well, I don't necessarily have, like, the greatest hand to go for, but, like, I have, I have like, a decent amount of stuff going on in my hand, and I have got, I've got Pact of Negation as backup. Like, it's kind of either now or never. Um, those are, like, those definitely high-pressure, like, windows are... They're such a gamble, because you know if you don't take the chance 
you you're probably never going to get that chance again. Um, and it turns it turns yeah, it turns out the oh god, they're awful. It turns out the uh, the player to my immediate left just had was sitting on three pieces of counter magic when I put them on maybe one and a half. Um, and it's like, <laughs> well, it was never going to work out any other way anyway. So they, they yeah. ended up stealing that game. Uh, very very well deserved. Very good Bummer. game. Um, but yeah, no, like forcing forcing your opponents to take those windows is always such a big gamble. Um, and is really it. I feel like the the best times to do is when you're sitting on like exactly like packed negation and like force a will, just because you can. <laughs> yeah, I just can, see you that can for do sure. your thing and then also still be able to represent. Like I can still stop you on your turn, or like I, I can attempt to. Um, yeah, and then almost on like the other end of the spectrum, you have things like silence and grand abolisher and ranger captain to a lesser degree of just like not necessarily like pressuring your opponents, but more so forcing your window to happen when you choose it to which is so huge so so huge oh yes my best friend is grand abolisher run that baby out there he sticks he sticks if he doesn't we'll, just, we'll, we'll try for it again later we'll try and it, stick him some some other it is, way it is an on-site card with me like even if you even if someone just goes like ga pass i'm like nope that this thing needs to fucking die this cannot exist on the board like because we're going to be <laughs> complacent for like half a turn cycle and and then we'll just go Oh wait, we just spent all of our resources trying to stop you. You're passing into the Grand Abolisher player. Uh, we're boned, right? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I can definitely. Sometimes the the funny thing is like sometimes people like get really greedy too, and they'll just like they may see that you have a window, and they they they'll take mm. a gamble. It's like maybe they have it, maybe they don't. Like that happened to me um, recently as I threw. A, exactly what we were talking about grand abolisher on the stack trying to force a window um and two players have ranger captains but neither one ends up cracking it and so i'm able to resolve the grand abolisher and then go for a protected win and it's like like to their minds i was talking to them after the game to their minds um one of them had a win on their turn and the other one uh they said well you had four cards in hand we knew three of them so it was a calculated risk that it was just Grand of Alsher pass um, because there was another stacks piece that was locking out my win. And I just happened to have the removal spell was the blank card in my hand. And so sometimes you just take the gamble. Like, like I know that if I crack my Ranger Captain here, I lose to the person to your left. So I have to really just hope that you don't have anything. Yeah. Right now. And that's, um, yeah. Because that's hard. It's really hard. It's one of those high pressure situations we were talking about where it's like two people have wins lined up. You're like, how the hell do I stop this? Yeah, I in politics like that's that's where you kind of like make or break your own politics. There is like depending on the situation, you either like run your you, you run your numbers, you take your gamble, and you try and go for it, or you like if you have something that can like stop someone or like a sax piece that no one was really like expecting, or like this like uh, blowout card. Um, that's when you kind of just it, at least to me, I I try and pivot to the politic game as much as possible. Uh, and just like try and hit like the two players up against each other and be like, I'm just gonna pass with interaction. I'll, I'll remove the GA. I'll fight the silence. I'll fight whatever. But like, understand like we we need to split split our resources a little bit and try and just like pit everybody against each other. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that politics have, can serve a huge, huge. Um, they can serve as a huge resource in opening that that window, where where you say, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tutor for a response. Um, and you're, you tutor for a response, of course, uh, 
because at least in this podcast, we don't believe in lying nope. to our opponents. Um, mislead them, finagle or whatever, but don't really lie. That's kind of kind of scummy. Um, but yes, yeah, so you tutor for for your response, but maybe your response um, interacts with another player as well, or it serves a dual purpose with um, with advancing your board state and responding to a threat or something like that. I think a prime example of that is like you you hear okay, I'm like everyone's like oh yeah, I don't have any interaction. I don't have any interaction. Like like passing priority, blah 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 blah. Gets what to com- gets what to somebody and they're like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna. I'll pass priority. I'll pass priority. Uh, it's like maybe someone does have a counter spell, and, but you've been priority bullied, and now it's on you. And you're like, okay, guys, I do have a response, but it is an ad nauseum, and you're not going to like it. And everyone goes, ooh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so you're like, I can put this on the stack, or I can wait. But it's, I, I'm not gonna pass priority if we're gonna lose to. XYZ historical because I'll try and dig for an answer. But at the same time, I might also be trying to dig for a win at that point. So like it's it's really it's it's a hard once again it's a hard line to walk. It 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 definitely is. Like I I'm so often on the end of priority and bullying. It sucks. It's almost <laughs> to the point it's just like I I have a bad habit of being like the first one like speak up on a uh, like when something happens on the table that I just have to stop myself and just, like, out loud say, I am last in priority. Like, <laughs> I will deal with whatever it is when priority is on me. Mm-hmm. As for, like, my contribution to the conversation, I am last in priority. Now, obviously, this switches when I'm trying to pressure people. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> of course. Yeah, obviously. Because I'll... I'll, I'll what, what, uh, oh, I, want, I want to do the politics episode so bad, but, like, the little little tidbit here is just be like, okay uh just kind of like talking through just like okay this is like what could happen these are like potential lines reasons for doing it so on and so forth if we have things you know xyz is the best time to operate uh and usually people go okay well i think i, I might have something and people don't just don't look at me because i'm just like i'm lost in priority i'm just the guy just talking a lot right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think uh, i think that's definitely that's definitely something to keep in mind is um uh, like People always say your voice is a counter spell, but your voice can also just open windows. Like if ever, if you have an, we talk about instant speed wins a lot, but if um, if you have an instant speed win, you can get everyone to put their counter magic on the stack or whatever. You, okay, uh, I'll cast my ad nauseum. I'll counter spell it. I'll counter spell your counter spell, and then player three jumps in. I'll counter spell your counter spell. All right, all resolves. Um, then it comes down to like play play my like land or my other mana rock for turn or whatever. Pass, and you're like okay at the end step. It's a speed win condition. Uh, and maybe they have another counter spell. Maybe they don't. But that's one of those times where it's like, I think a lot of a lot of decks, if they have an instant speed win, a lot of players can articulate, well, if there's been a huge counter spell war, a lot of players are tapped out, move to the end step. Um, so that whoever's turn it is, they probably don't have a way to win at instant speed if they just attempted a sorcery speed win. Or go for or the victory. Just try to stop if it someone. doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out you continue the game plan just like don't overcommit i think that's a big part of it is like making sure not to overcommit to your windows uh because it might not work no 100 that and that's definitely yeah no being able to like work those windows and just like make sure the whole table understands like hey we can try and overcommit here however like as soon the moment we overcommit is the moment someone else is gonna like that's gonna be someone else's window that we're we're opening like we're closing one window and we're opening another like literally at the same time um, so it's, def- it's definitely one of those oh, yeah. things that I am always just like, uh, like I'm like 
painfully aware of like we're we're, we're putting too much into this this isn't good uh like <laughs> oh no you put like one piece of counter magic up and then you're just like kind of sheepishly like not interacting with the window it's just like oh so you just have the win in hand cool <laughs> You're, You're just, just waiting. waiting. waiting and like, I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. blame people for doing that. That's the right thing to do. Oh, for sure. But that's that, um, that's what I you think. Go, hey, this guy's trying to win as well on their turn. Uh, we need to pump the brakes here, team. Like, you need to stop. You need to stop <laughs> like, your win attempt because this, like, what's currently on the stack. Like, I know you want to put the counter spell out, but the moment you do, we have to stop you. And the moment we stop you, you stop doing things, and then we let this person win. Yeah, and I think that is one of the hardest things to understand even as a veteran cdh player it's like just because you see a win line and you think there's like even a 50 50 60 40 even will give it to give you odds on that chance that you can win um uh, like you really have to wait the fact like if someone is hard telegraphing they're going to attempt a win right after you like hard telegraphing pause just reconsider for a second it's just not because it's not worth the potential that you get wiped out and lose the game because you ate everyone's counter magic for the yeah. other person you cast silence for them like and i i get i get a, a lot of of input from from other players which and it's it's valid is the whole idea of oh make them have oh, true it. oh make them have xyz it's like definitely so there are certain times you want to make them have it but also it is certainly worth talking with the table and considering your options first and don't don't make them have it if somebody else is going to be able to try for the win right after yeah like if somebody tutored for thassa's oracle and um and demonic consultation or whatever or like they resolved they they worldly tutored for thassa's oracle they demonic tutored like two turns ago um pretty pretty and pretty, now pretty you're trying to win chance that they they're just sitting yeah they're just, odds they're there. just yeah, they're waiting for their window, and if you're you're trying to win with like a a polymorph or whatever, um, and the one opponent puts a counter spell on the stack, you put a counter spell on the stack, another put a, opponent puts a counter spell on the stack, and now we're we're sitting there ready to get blown out by a Thoracle player, and uh, and somebody's like, okay, like even if you have the counter spell, wait because I also have another counter spell. Like we're gonna we're gonna stop you, we're gonna fight to stop you, or like somebody can like. At that's the point where I'll be like pointing out stacks pieces like, alright, you waste all this mana, now you have to stop, uh, now you have to, not only do you have to resolve your polymorph, which we're going to continue to fight over, but also there's this stacks piece and that stacks piece, or like this thing that's going to be of inconvenience for you. So like, don't forget that it's, there's still a solid shot that this won't work out, even if your spell resolves, because that Thoracle player hasn't even cast a spell yet, they might have counter this, this guy's got a man double <laughs> They've the just yard. been passing priority the this whole time. This guy's got a man double in the yard with a fetch land out, and your rogue rack is a zero one. <clears throat> like, did you account for that? Like, sure, we were fighting on the stack, but, like, the entire time, like, man double is just, like, staring you in the face, like, do you have something for this? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where I think people can get really tunnel visioned um when they see their mm -hmm. windows and that's one of my biggest gripes about playing with people is when they do get so focused on oh yeah um there's no shot that the table has six counter spells in hand that they could just cast <laughs> because i've definitely i i have also been that player where it's like oh yeah i'll go for it table's tapped out safe to go for and wall after wall after wall after wall and you fight through it and finally maybe you get, maybe you get stopped maybe it was barely but either barely. way you aren't quite able to present a win and now you have to pass and the person to your left just at the table 
the world is their oyster. Rakdos like, players in shambles. <laughs> no, no, it's it's definitely like a skill thing, but I, I think at the end of the day, in those kind of scenarios, it's always going to be a gamble, though. Um, it, like it just like I don't know. There's so many times that I've like gone for it, and I'm like I fought through a lot of stuff, and then sometimes to make it out on the other end, I more often than not just get stopped, and then the next player just wins. Because yeah. I'm like, well, I have to use all of my like interaction as protection instead of interaction to like stop another player. Uh, it's yeah. it's a huge thing, and, and like the definitely the um like make them have it adage is like it's a decent like tool in your box, right? Like I it's I don't think it's always correct to just be like no, make them have it, make them have the counter spell. Like I think that works. I think yeah. that works really well in one v one formats because. Because oh, for I, sure. ever since I, I came to Magic, or I found Magic, and I found out about Counterspell as like control strategy, I'm like, okay, cool. So the so you just try and cast two things on your turn, and or like cast an instant speed thing on their turn, and they either have it or they don't. Like it, it, is, it doesn't matter. Like the card's dead in your hand. May as well like try and progress the game forward in some capacity. Because at least in one v one, play is way more fast, way more interactive in that degree. Whereas like CDH, there's so many X factors. Like it, it is X factor on X factor yes. on X factor that like making someone just have it sometimes wins you the game. More often than not, will just make the other person win. Yeah, I I think yeah. I'm not. I I should clarify. I'm not opposed to the make them mm -hmm. have a strategy. I just think it gets employed yes. too much. And I think that players who don't, I I have seen players use it as like the cop out back out line to um over committing and not thinking about like the game the game as a whole as it's unfolding um because like maybe we like for example we knew that this player has has thorical console in hand but you just didn't stop to consider the fact that that might have been like that that was going to occur after your win attempt like you just didn't it you got excited or and you rushed or whatever and it's like I was gonna go for it now or never. This is my window. Um, uh, you, sure, you said you had you had one counter spell and I had zero, um, but you could have been bluffing, so I was gonna make you have it. It's like, okay, but we also knew for a fact that this win was ready to go. So, that's 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 my or, issue with, it, with the the make them have it strategy. Strategy is people just use it as a cop out. I think a lot of times. Like sometimes you just are like there is genuinely something that you forgot to like consider or calculate. I sure. have. Many, many times. Oh, I, sure. Oh, yeah. Everyone does. Like, game, did you know that Commander is very complicated and playing it at a high level, a competitive level, is even more complicated? There are, there are so, so many, many things, things to keep track, track of in any it's, given It's game. ridiculous. Like, uh, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really good at, like, always keeping track of dockside counts. Like, at any given point, I am always <laughs> figuring out everybody. I'm, I'm super cognizant of every dockside count. Um... <laughs> But like sometimes <laughs> I go for docs. I'm like, all oh, right, I'm only making one here because I'm the one with artifacts on my field. Like there's a, there's there is a big number here. It's just my big number. I'm the I'm the, I'm just, I'm the wrong yeah. number here. <laughs> yeah, and I think yes, I I would agree with that. I I have nothing no, against that. I no. just I dislike it when people and. I just get, like it when people use that as a cop-out. For sure. As opposed to, like, you can acknowledge, like, oh, yeah, I got greedy or whatever. It's like, sure, that's fine, whatever. But if you're saying, oh, I had to go for it here. This was my only windows. No, there will be other windows. Very rarely, very, very rarely, rarely um, are you playing in a game where you will only get yeah. one window. Um, frequently, um, 
frequently there will be two or three for each player, depending on how long the game goes and like what's going on. I was playing a game last week where um, I, me and three other players were just being bodied, locked out by a stack stack. And then at the 11th, like I was, we were all dead on board if the stacks player just kept swinging. And then at the 11th hour, the stacks player, um, they had, uh, it wasn't Sheldred, it was, um, what was it? It's the Blood Chiefs oh. Ascension. It had three counters on it. <laughs> I know who and you're I got, I got, yeah, I got peer into the abyss. At the 11th hour, they targeted me because there was like rule of law, curse totem, graph diggers cage, all these things. Like we were entirely locked down. I had taken zero game actions and I had the highest life total and they just wanted me to discard my hand slice and die. Um, Sick play. It's a cool play. Um, it's so it risky. just happened that I had three mana and a legendary creature in play and drew into my Odawara. So I was able to Odawara the Cursed Totem and use that to establish, um, use that to activate my creature to create a silence effect. Um, and then, uh, and that was just activated abilities. And then I was able to, had exact season enough mana to overload a Cyclonic Rift, clear the board and, uh, and get to a win, which to be fair, calculated risk, um, I don't know that I would personally ever peer someone else um, under any circumstances. Unless but, I literally have a shield uh, in a way to protect it. Probably not. Even yeah. then. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's 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 really risky. I don't, I don't know. They probably had a game plan. It just, but whatever it was, this didn't work out. And it's like, um, and if they had just kept swinging, like we were dead. So um, all of our windows had been closed mm -hmm. at that point. But my window happened to open yeah. up. So yeah, just really interesting. Um, another thing that I think a lot of people like need to do more often. I make sure I do this is like anytime like I think I can go for it and I get shut down, like just post mortem with the table. Like pretty much everyone that I play with and like we'll meet with. I'm like, if I have questions, like, hey, did you like did you have something here? Just like break down like those steps of the game because that's the only way you're going to learn. Mm -hmm. Like if if nothing else, yeah. like if you're if you're, this is like a local shop that you go to like weekly. You know, you learn, you get to conversate with someone else locally. You get to know a bit more about them, be able to understand them a bit more. Maybe it helps you out next time. You know, you're you're gonna build rapport with this person, um, it, to your benefit and to your disadvantage. But like, even still, like understanding, like, okay, was this the time to go for? Like, definitively, like, okay, game's over, winner's been declared. We're all just shuffling up. Like, hey, like, what? I wanna, I just wanna talk about, like, you know, a couple instances in the game, like. What was, you know, what were you thinking? What were you seeing? What were you calculating? What was in your hand? Like, I just, I'm, I want to learn. I want to know, you know? And that's, Definitely. that's so huge. I feel like a lot of people are like, I, I, don't, I don't even know, like scared, scared. afraid, uh, like not willing to like be humble about it or like whatever. It's just like, it, especially in the, the games that I lose, I always will want to ask people like, okay, like what happened here? Like what did... Yeah. What, I made a mistake somewhere along the line. Did you did you see where it was? You know, how can I what what can I take from this game that I can use in the next game? I feel like I feel like a lot of the time people that take at pods just don't want to do that. And I'm just like, that's that's they, silly. They're done. They're just they're, they're over yeah, it, they're, they're moving on. on. It's like well, <laughs> I think it's, it's a, a great way to, to improve it, at the game. It though. helps out so much because you see a lot of your own flaws in what other people are seeing. Uh same same weekly tournament, game one. Uh I probably was gonna be able to win the game but i accidentally i made the mistake of casting calamax when i needed to open up just a little bit more mana i was playing against a yuriko player and i knew they had a mystical tutor it was revealed off of a yuriko and we were 
we were like sub 20 life. So I'm like, okay, the next Jericho trigger is the one we're going to die at, or at least I'm going to die at. Cause I had substantially less health than the other person I pot. It was a three player game. Um, and like a bunch of my stuff had just gotten bounced. It didn't get psych rifted, but just a lot of my stuff was just returned to hand. Um, and I was just like redeploying everything. And I'm like, do I play the Calmax here? I'm like, probably it's a blocker. Like it, there's value here in being able to like block a Yuriko or like an attacker or whatever. Turns out that was the wrong move. And I asked him like, and I asked him afterwards, <laughs> like, Hey, did you like have any like other like interaction or counter magic? They're like, no, I just knew as soon as you tapped for Calamax, it was done. Like you probably didn't have enough. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I had to turn the earth in the yard to stop the mystical tutor, but I just, just whiffed it. Cause I thought I was making, I was, I thought, yeah. I thought I was making the right play when I was making, I was worrying about the wrong thing. My worry was correct. I just wasn't focused on the right thing. I think that can definitely be um, one of the things that is fixed by doing those post-mortems, like you mentioned. Um, just breaking down, like what what did you see that I wasn't that I was or was not telegraphing? What was your thought process behind uh, cracking this mm -hmm. ranger captain, for example? And sometimes it's like like you can see, oh yeah, that I mean, like that makes solid yeah. sense. Um, but then at the same time, sometimes someone's like, oh, well, uh, I was seeing this and it was not at all what you were thinking or considering and it just had nothing to, nothing to bear. But at the same time, you get an idea of how different players look mm -hmm. at the game, like what they're looking for, which is always useful because that can help you set up um, players to sort of like misdirect their attention later um, in, in future definitely, matches. Definitely, definitely. It also like can help like not, it helps prevent salt feel like um because at the very least like it, so many times i'll ask someone like hey why'd you do this and they go well like it, it like or like i'll get asked like why did you do this I'm like honestly it was kind of a risk that i did it but like the like i had reasons for risking it and like just understanding like okay pe everyone's taking risks with a lot of their things like you're not the only like you are not the only person making a risky play at the table chances are everyone's making a risk risky play at the table especially like when the windows are starting to show up more frequently um you know you're not you're not the only one at the table trying to like weigh all these different options and sometimes oh and, for sure. and like that is like just so huge and just like oh, okay no that makes sense like i would totally i would also probably not you know not crack your crack my ranger captain in this case because you know i you know i i feel pretty solid in my position or you know i know like this person has interactions, so I need to keep this as a backup for the following person. You know, like, all of these different things to, like, calculate and track. Like, everyone has a genuine reason for most of the things they're doing. Or they just aren't paying attention, which is totally fair, you know? That does happen more than I would care to admit. I have lost my fair share of games because I just was not yeah, paying like, attention. Yeah, we're all human. Like, this is a complicated game. Like, it's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. It's, there's, like we said before, it's a lot it's to a keep lot. track of. And it, it's, um... Yeah, it's really hard. You did. I, I know you said that like these weren't like the what you wanted for like the names, uh, but you you did list a uh, leading and waiting. Like, what was what what's there? Oh, uh, so leading. Um, yeah, yeah. So we kind of touched on it a little little bit earlier, but um, I think leading is a big part of of forcing mm -hmm. a window. Um, because I, I think there are, there are definitely game actions and. Um, things you can represent to sort of lead your opponents to presenting you a window, mm -hmm. right? Um, whether that's a particular way that you tap against hyper-attentive opponents, 
hyper-attentive opponents, um, or uh, maybe against players who are more concerned with uh, with combat damage or something, it's like a specific attack you make. Um, perhaps it's, um, it's bluffing someone out that you have a spell by uh, leaving a bunch of, like a counter spell by leaving a bunch of mana up um, so they don't go for their win. And I think that those types of opportunities can be, uh, to win can be forced um, through through different game actions. So I was calling that leading because you can, you can sort of like lead your opponents to different conclusions to make, right? So one example would be um, if you tap a, if you tap a bloom tender for like, I don't know, uh, blue black and green and you spend black uh to cast a vampiric tutor removal spell doesn't matter um but you have blue green left um now your opponents are immediately can start thinking along the lines of oh well maybe they have a neoform maybe they have a this maybe they have a that for these pips um when in reality perhaps what you're actually sitting on is uh, an abrupt decay for the stacks piece that's holding you back um, and your opponents, uh, your opponents are not necessarily going to be thinking of that because you've tapped your bloom tender and spent your black ahead of time. Now you're, um, now you're not representing black green mana. It doesn't kick to the front of people's brains. And that's sort of like a, it's a heuristic that a lot of people, um, aren't aware of. It's just like when we tap for mana, uh, we are, we immediately jump to, uh, the types of cards with those pips that we recognize. So if someone has... Uh, it's that whole idea is if someone has two islands up, they're representing counterspell, or in our format, mana drain. Um, it could still be counterspell. So, it's, so it could still be counterspell. But the idea there is that um, if somebody has two mana up and they just continually pass with two mana up and they're not doing anything, they're representing a counterspell. Now, whether or not they do have it or they are just trying to bluff you, um, that's that comes back around to that idea of like we'll make them have it or try and play around it um but i think that's it you can sort of like lead your components to those conclusions to force windows as well as opposed to just try and um, stop them from taking windows um and so certain one example that i can pull of pull from in recent memory um is if you uh i had a dockside extortionist uh make a couple of treasures and uh, i cracked them for uh i cracked them for like white blue and black or something like that um and and it basically what it boiled down to is i needed a green pip for this neo form but i'm not like i don't have any of that mana floating so i was able to use my um i was able to use my black and my uh my black and my white uh floating mana to go uh, cast a demonic tutor and now just with a, a blue mana floating it looks like i'm representing a counter spell, spell or something all right my opponents are going to make me have a counter spell to defend it sure uh and they they counter my spell not thinking that it might be more advantageous for me to cast a neoformance in my hand because i don't have a green mana floating right and so uh sort of able to and i i post more with the table afterwards and my opponents even said oh yeah didn't didn't put you on that um because of the way you tapped your mana so that was just an, uh, an example from recent memory that uh, of how like you can lead your opponents to those conclusions and sort of like force those mm -hmm. windows. No, that's that's interesting because it's it's a different way of looking at the game that than even I have considered. Uh, just because it's it's a very different style of play trying to like set your opponents up into those positions. Um, 
it's it's definitely something that I have like slowly like unknowingly worked on, um, especially playing Calamax. I leave a lot of mana open a lot of the time because I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, you're going to be sitting on a lot of counter spells, maybe instant speed draws. Like, okay, well, it will do something at instant <laughs> speed, uh, you know, when you tap out, and I just just untap with like I untap like my one land that I used to cast a dork. I'm like, I'm just I'm just not going to tap out. You know, it, yeah. like I and oftentimes I don't have anything to I never had anything to cast during the turn cycle, but I'm just like I and I I might have a draw spell. But I'm like, eh, I can always cast it again next turn cycle. I'm not gonna tap out now, especially like if I'm fearing something happening. If I do, like it's oh, yeah. it's one of those oh, like yeah. okay, no, you can kind of like sniff out or sense those things. You know, it's an instant. Why yeah, would you not do it, it at the, the last possible, possible second? Or like if you don't need to, like I won't need to cast. I don't. I, like most of the big draw spells like I don't, I don't i don't cast them unless i feel like i need to cast them or like i need to pull even further ahead but even then i could always cast it later on uh yeah you know it so so many times i i like i will just pass and just hold my hand and just like not touch my mana and then goes to me i go kind of pump fake with my lance go and eh, i don't need to cast this all on tap <laughs> and I, just, I just see everybody's oh, yeah. face I, just go yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's definitely a type of a type of leading where like you you rearrange your lands and you're like do your do your mana math or whatever and you're like no not right now or like uh, I can't afford it just yet yeah. or whatever um, whether or not you have anything to oh, do yeah. or maybe you can very much afford to do it um, but you j it's just not the right mm. time um, that's sort of like baiting people into uh, thinking that you have something, oh yeah i think is really important especially when you're trying to force those windows and like open. that's that's like spillover like play patterns that i picked up uh just from playing a lot of 1v1 like if i'm staring down like lethal on board i will like my last draw that i'm gonna see i'll take it and be like that's a card sorry i i this changes a lot for me and like i'll just tank for like 30 seconds and like i'm like doing my math you know if i have creatures out i'm like you know like assigning i'm just like figuring out blockers <laughs> i'm like trying to run every calculation and i look at it again i go oh wait that's an instant okay never mind pass the turn do your thing it never works out except for the like <laughs> once or twice it worked out that my opponent was like well, i believed you so hard i'm just like i had to dude I was staring down like all you need to do is go to combat and I was just a scoop. He just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 oh, so man. it's so big. Um and it's something that I've definitely like tried to like work on myself. Just I, I think playing a lot of different decks, you will like pick up those patterns. Um different diff tricks that different, different tricks, styles, different use, styles yeah. or at the very least, like you're gonna understand your opponent's position when they're playing those style of decks way more if you want more one or two oh, yeah. to like a pet deck or a favorite brew or whatever you know you're gonna understand how blue farm plays a little bit more like how they would function in certain spots by playing a little bit of blue farm yourself you know yep oh for sure um i i did want to touch on the whole idea of um like tapping your lands or like tanking for uh taking for a minute because that's that's the kind of stuff that I live. It's great. For. It's so good. Um, it's it's so good. I uh, I did hear one the other day. Uh, had haven't had a chance to try it in multiplayer yet, but I did hear one. Um, I was playing some. I think it was either Pioneer or Modern, and uh, I was playing some games and I was uh, just chatting with my opponent, and we were talking about different like different ways that you can like lead your lead uh, your your opponents and. We were talking about it and we came to this one where he was he was telling me about a match he had with some guy and uh, he had a removal spell 
for against Infect or something mm -hmm. like that. And um, the he needed the guy to like attack and kill him, and so that he could use the removal spell on the already pumped creature, or in response to the pump spell, so it couldn't give yeah. a shroud or whatever. Um, Infect plays some weird stuff, but um, anyways, so he he looks at the guy and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, yeah, I meant like six poison or whatever. You have it. And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, okay, let's see it. Um, and the guy goes, all right. And just main phase casts his pump spell on his creature. And the guy's like, all right, that's fine. Um, move to combat. Uh, I'll kill your guy. <laughs> and gets the game because wow. of it. And just really, wow. really funny. Um, best part of that story is I then, uh, I then immediately did that to him in our next game. <laughs> game wow. two, we like just talked about this. And the guy, it's like, Guy attacks, he's like, all right, you have it? He's like, yeah, attacks with his one creature instead of two. And I just like, Odawar, his, Odawar, his guy back wow. to Wow. No, that's, um, that's good. So, little disrespectful. Definitely. But, uh, but yeah, that kind of, that kind of stuff is really, it's, it doesn't work all the time. So you shouldn't count on it, but it is very much a tool that can be employed to oh, great for sure. effect. Or, or like, uh, one of my usual go-tos is like, I, I just like finger tap count all my mana, like out loud, just like. Well, someone's like doing their thing, like someone will be like trying to like tutor or whatever, and I just go, okay, one, uh, one, two for my soul ring, three, four, five, six. Okay, I, I've got seven. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I might have nothing. <laughs> I might have everything. I also might just forget how much mana I have. <laughs> You'll never, never know. know. Uh, most of the time, it's I forget how much mana I have. Um, but a lot of the times, <laughs> I'll just be like, I need to do something here, but I don't want to take a game action. What what can I do that can like subtly influence like this person's like thinking? Sure, um, yeah. slowly morphing into the politics yeah. episode. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, it'll be, be great. Um, waiting, I think, is something that a lot of people have an issue with in CDH. Um, people want people don't want to wait for their window to show up, even if it. <laughs> this is a turn this, two and three four turn. This is turn three format. Um, I mean, come on. I think I, I think at this point most people that are involved in ch understand that like turn three is just the four is just like the turn like you need to be doing something like your gameplay yes. needs to be present on turn three there was a discussion on the reddit i think just last week actually about that somebody was asking why do people say this is a turn like turn three format or turn two format am i doing something wrong like what what is going on here where um all of my games are lasting much longer than like one, two, or three turns. I just don't see this other than like unless on the rare occasion someone has a gone hand, which happens. Um, and even then, there's like a counter spell floating around. So, um, and the the consensus, which is very much correct in my opinion, is that turns one and two are just the turns that your deck needs to be doing something, like you said, by something relevant. Whether that is presenting a win, whether that is establishing a stacks piece that's relevant to the board, that's what you're those are the turns where everyone is setting up for the slugfest that is to come. And I think that um I think that it just gets really misrepresented um by that whole turn one two format mm -hmm. thing. I mean like every I think every deck is pretty much capable of producing like a turn one like uninterrupted win or like turn two Turn three definitely uninterrupted win. Like, I think most decks are constructed in such a way that like we have a lot of tools to be able to get that accomplished. But yeah, yeah. I, waiting is is definitely a huge part of it. Like, if you if you if you think you have your window sooner than you do, you're, you're most likely not gonna you're gonna run into a wall, not a window. Just because you have land, land, chrome locks with a black pitch card on turn two, does not mean you can go for Thoracle on turn two. 
it, it, yeah, but even then, I think that gets into like the the gamble of like make your opponents have it. Like this hand wants to go fast, but like you're also probably gonna get another opportunity. Like unless someone like wheels you, which eh, I guess wheels are on the rise again. Um, like it's pretty it's pretty unlikely that like those cards in your hand aren't aren't not gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just I'm I'm a very cautious mm -hmm. player. I don't like to take take those risks. I I tend to to take my win attempts when I can get to like an eighty percent confirm with like with a grand abolisher or a silence or something like that. Like unless I'm going for a protected win, I'm not really going for. I'm not usually going for a win. Um, exceptions being like those instant speed attempts that oh, yeah. you make um, after somebody else has put their win conditions on the stack and it's become painfully obvious that no one else or has anything. You're like, ah, oh, yes. So a silence has been cast. It just wasn't my silence. Yeah. Oh, oh look, the only other white player at the table just cast their silence. Mm. <laughs> oh, do you have a counter spell? Because <laughs> I don't. But I can cast this, like, instant speed dual caster mage combo. Yeah, or uh, my favorite, and I use this one, is like, okay, I'm going to try it. Like, I, I talked someone out of oppoing me uh, with a finale X2. Uh, and I was like, okay, you're courting right now. I need you to not get oppo unless you're pulling something to deal with like the the, the tivet that's on the table because i'm going to try and find something that'll deal with the tivet granted the thing i was going to try and do was win the game it still was would deal with the tivet if, if it if i had my way like, the tivet wouldn't be there true enough um no I, absolutely absolutely um yeah no wait waiting is definitely an under underutilized thing um I think a lot of people see like yeah, Chrome Mox, I, Mana Crip, Mox Diamond, just go, oh, fast mana, flashy. We gotta go fast. And it's like, hey, you can. Yeah. I but yeah. No, I'll keep hands, I'll keep hands frequently. I mean, depending on the deck, obviously, yeah. but I'll keep hands that just like they bust out a ton of mana and like one mediocre engine, maybe like an Esper Sentinel or something. And then you just sit there and chill. You you wait, you grind value with that sentinel, um, or you don't if people are paying their taxes. Uh but either way, like you've done something, you have resources so that when somebody else makes their attempt to win or makes their, uh, casts their wheel or whatever to reset, like you're in a position to benefit from that. And I think that's, it's a style of play that I think a lot of, a lot of players don't attack from, which can be, can be beneficial. It can also be very detrimental at times, um, where, where everyone's trying to go fast and they're just refusing to wait. Uh, you're able to you're able to benefit from that a lot by taking more patient style so long as your opponents end up like checking each other and then you have a counter spell or two to stop them with but i think it's also can be very hurtful um to your own win percentages when uh when everyone is trying to go fast and you're the only deck that's sitting back here going okay guys Whoa, Whoa, slow down there. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, they're, they're trying to talk down like one turbo player when there's another turbo player just chomping at the bitch. Just like, hi, I'm talking to walls here, aren't I? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what I say. We just need a just rule need of law. We need something hard to like deal with this. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, those are challenging uh, situations to be in where, where you're fighting like two or even three decks that fight on the same axis and you're like guys guys let's not attack on this axis because if we do then somebody's gonna end up getting stopped and it'll and it'll punt and they're all like yeah but if it's the other guy who gets stopped then it punts to me <laughs> you're like it's like 
technically you are you, correct, you but... Go, like, I hate that you're right, <laughs> and I can't fight you on this. I'm just sad I'm not gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, basically. Are, every time I'm in that like, position, I just go, well, I guess this wasn't my game. <laughs> like, nothing, nothing more you can do yeah. in those situations. I feel like anything, like, more than that is just, like, you're getting salty over cardboard, like, it's not on the cards. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that there's... Like, you can definitely... Like, you can, you can cry yeah. and whine a little bit and be like, please, guys, please! <laughs> try and try and make some headway there. But, at the yeah, end of the day, like, yeah. Sometimes it's just... It, it just can't happen. The slugfest is gonna go in that direction. <laughs> Unless you literally have every single perfect answer in the world and the follow-up to capitalize on that, it's not gonna matter. Like, that, that's... That, we talked no. about control in an earlier episode. That's part of the reason why control has a hard time. Is like when everyone fights the same access, you don't have infinite resources, but they probably have at least one more attempt than you have resources. Yeah, and that's all that yeah. matters. It's a hard. Yeah, I mean life. that's that's the whole like uh, attack defender thing. Like uh, you know, defenders need to be perfect every time. Attacker, someone, someone getting like it's a it's a concept in IT uh, of like blue team red teaming. Uh, where, you know, uh, the blue team, you know, those that are, like, defending a network or computer system or whatever, like, they have to be perfect every single time. Um, whereas, you know, the, the red team, the attackers, like, they only need to get it once, and and they're in. Granted, the, there's another school of thought with, like, with, like, if you, like, breach a network, we'll say, um, now you're playing to, to the home field advantage, and the home field is very, very set up most of the time. Um... <laughs> No, I, I like a lot of IT stuff, so it's it's definitely one of those things that's just like, you know. All right, well, Alice, I see my window. I think I'm gonna take it. I got nothing more here today. Sounds good to me. Uh, I will not be counterspelling that attempt. Hell yeah, win attempt resolves, baby. Chainer takes another one for the books. A uh, bit of a shorter episode this week, um, but nonetheless, I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us for another episode of Man on the Rocks. I hope wherever this episode finds you in the world, you're doing well. We'll catch you next time.